0: Let's get to it, guys, gang. (laughs) Woo, Woo. Welcome back to another episode of, oh, here's a little marketing for you. I'm Ellie Hicks.
1: I'm Ellen Cernko. And I'm John. Awesome.
2: Is that better? I thought I I messed up my name
1: for a second. Like you hesitated and I was like, did I say my name wrong?
0: You paused for a really long time after I introduced myself and I was concerned. So I think that's why we looked weird
1: i paused oh am i yes. like lagging today
2: maybe Uh-oh. she's the lag daddy
1: she's <laughs> the lag daddy oh no. all
0: right
2: well that's ellen
1: better. was it
0: ellen so. tell me when you hear me say cat cat oh that's not that, was, that bad that pretty is good. it
1: right right away okay
0: great yeah, word choice it's a great word thank you yeah <laughs> i love doing that test every week
1: <laughs> that's fantastic
0: any All moodle. right, well each week each week we talk a little bit about how small businesses and nonprofits can get the most out of their marketing. Um but today we thought that it would be really fun to kind of go into the history of Shout It Out Design, talk about kind of where we started, what's happened over the years, where we're at now. Um, and luckily one of our hosts just happens to be the owner, CEO, manager, boss, whatever you want to call him of Shouted Out C-I-E-I-O. Design. Of creator,
1: but
2: I'm not the CIO of this business, but I, and I hate boss. It makes me seem so so old. Like when you guys are out and about and you introduce, "This is my boss." I'm like, oh, I no. know. I mean, I am the boss, but like, I don't want to it be was, referred to as the boss. I don't
1: kind of think funny. i would often. Be, uh, well, when we've gone to like conferences together, and I'll be like, "This is my boss, John Young," because <laughs> it just seems so formal. And
0: everyone's like, she has no respect. She's laughing about calling no. this man her boss.
2: <laughs> this is the slightly immature guy that sends me a check every couple of weeks.
0: It works as this, this guy, this guy that just randomly decided to start a business one day and start hiring people and now he doesn't even really know what's going on. So Oh. <laughs> just kidding.
1: Well, wow. Just right. Fired. Mm.
0: He invited himself into the podcast. Um
2: I like when we did this That's last week. Uh, even though and everything was it right, very
0: complimentary. It was, it
2: was very, yeah, very polite, very complimentary. Very, John, you're great and wonderful, not you're awful and you don't know what you're doing. And I can't call you a boss because I don't respect you. Uh, this, is, this is the vibe I'm getting today, ladies. Am I am I on point?
1: I never said that I couldn't call you boss because I don't respect you. I think I don't call you boss because I do respect you. Hey, there we go. Hmm. Boom. All
0: right. New intro for John. John is the lovely man who created this wonderful marketing business and hired us to uh, help our clients excel through life with their businesses. He's a wonderful man who we have very much respect for. Uh, So take it away. Was that
2: better? It's it's wordy, but I I liked it. I like I like the uh, the sentiment of where it was coming from. So thank you.
1: Yeah, I tried. I dug deep. Recording this.
0: Yeah. So yeah, definitely. We've um, try. I got to think a new material here that we haven't already discussed. So, um, I'll I'll practice my intro for you better next time, and it'll be Thank you. it'll come out smoother. It'll be everything you've ever wanted.
2: What is my What is sorry, I don't have any business cards. Oh, chief everything officer is what it says on my business yeah. card. Oh, there you go. Yeah, John is yeah. our
0: chief everything
2: officer. <laughs> because uh, <which>
1: that. <laughs> Before I joined the team, um, John and Rachel had really fun titles, and then John tried to get me to come up with a fun title when I started, and after, like, weeks of him asking, I said, no, I just want to be a project manager.
2: Yeah, you um, shamed us out of fun, t- uh, fun titles, because now so Rachel's sorry. like, I guess I'll just be an account manager, too.
1: Well, because well, nobody we'll- knew what it was, and I was like, well, I'm going to
2: trying to get content. me to do it, too.
0: You tried yeah. to get me to do it, too, when I first started. You were like, well, now you have to come up with a fun title. And I was, I panicked because I'm like, I can't, I can't come up with that like on the spot for myself because I started to think of some, but I was like, this is all very, um, I don't know, is nar- is narcissistic the right word? No, I don't know. Like it was very like, it was giving myself a lot of credit where I don't think that credit was due. It was like, it was, um, there were some pretty strong titles that I was coming up with for myself. Yeah. So I was like, no, this sounds, I need list. someone else to give me the title. I should. It was like. I don't know. I, I can't even give examples right now. But th- if you want us to have fun titles, it should be like I should give Ellen her title and Ellen should give me
1: my title because then it doesn't mm-hmm. seem. So well, I'm going to think of the word. I mean, so to put just a pin in this little tangent, I think that like because nobody on our team really cares about titles at all we all just kind of took it in all these different directions because like the title could really care. Like we could care less about it. What we care about is the work that we do. So like titles that are helpful. Like I think from like a client facing, cause then they know like, okay, Ellen, Ellie and Rachel all kind of do the same thing. Sheba and John kind of do the same thing, but like internally, like we, we, just, we don't care. We care about the things that matter <laughs> and titles don't really matter. Beautifully said. In our opinion, hair flip. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: Well, let's get into it. Um, so first, I kind of want to just talk about where Shout It Out Design started. So how did, John, you come up with this idea to even start Shout It Out Design?
2: Well, like all great tech gurus, it started in my garage. So like all Steve Jobs. Uh, brainstorm. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. no <laughs> it actually wasn't. started in a barn.
2: No, uh actually I don't know exactly where the you know sort of my old house's kitchen I think with Kelly <laughs> kind counts. of um so like I went to school to be a teacher um I, I, t- I took the Kevin Far- uh not Kevin Kevin Farley no Chris Farley I took the Chris Farley route of you know seven years not not at a uh, university but not a doctor uh, so I went to school to be a teacher um everyone in the in the young family uh is either currently dipping ice cream or doing something on the farm or a teacher so I would, gonna take the teacher route. Um, I substituted in and around Columbus for three years, decided that wasn't going to be my long-term aspiration. Uh, I've been doing marketing with uh, the youngs the youngs Youngs entrepreneur clan for uh, for many years. helped build our first website in 97. had been working basically part-time for mm, yeah seven or eight years while I was in school. Uh, and so I went to my dad and said, Hey, can I do some more work? But from here, cause we lived in Gahanna at the time, Kelly was a teacher over there. Uh, he said, no, but if you want to come back now, you could come back and do what you're doing for us, but like here. And I said, I can't commute an hour and 10 minutes one way, uh, every day. So that's not going to work. So he said, well, why don't you just start a business doing what you do for us, for everyone else? So Young's was clan number one. And then my father, uh, yeah, I see. It was my father-in-law at the time. I was trying to figure out dates. My father-in-law at the time was starting to run for Clark County Commissioner, so I helped him with his first campaign, and that was client number two. And then now we're at 118 clients. So that's how that's how it happened. And thank you. I mean, (laughs) yeah, he doesn't listen to this, so I'll give him all the credit. He he is obviously smart at running business. not, not as, uh, he's, he's more verbose than me. I'm not, I'm not, I guess I'm not in a talky mood today. Uh, he's, he's, um, uh, he's very thoughtful about things and he was the one that encouraged me not just to build 15 websites a year and kind of hand them off, but like be the customer service aspect of what we do. So mm-hmm. I had to learn how to host websites because I had zero clue how to do that. I certainly, I'm a, I'm a nerd, so I figured out the code and the technology part of it, but I, I didn't know what I was doing. He said, but you should you've you've known enough of our vendors that do things and then run away and we can never reach out to them like don't be that company so because of that we have all these other services not just website hosting but you know social media uh advertising and pay-per-click advertising and online reputation management all these services kind of came from the idea of not just a one-stop shop and i'm not just a i'm going to do this job for you and never talk to you again so we're kind of a Digital marketing, or not, we're kind of, we're a digital marketing agency, but we really focus on our, our customer service and being honest with our clients and doing what we say we're going to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not going to use BeGat.
1: That's the only <laughs> time I'm going
2: to say it. I almost said it in that what? sentence, but I was like, nope, <laughs> I'm not going to say it.
1: What I love when you talk about like um, the influence that Dan has had on your business is um, now that I've known you for quite a few years, I can tell like you're very you own what you decide and you own like the path that you take but I can also tell when you have taken like influence or you're taking advice of the people around you that you respect so like I can tell when something comes out of your mouth that's from Dan or from Kelly or from Rachel and I just think that that's really cool because like you're not just like set in your ways like you're constantly asking these other people in your life that you respect and that you you, you know you care about what their opinion is and you care about their experience in their lives so it's just always cool to like hear Dan or Kelly or Rachel throughout the conversation.
2: Yeah. I don't know exactly where I got that from. Cause I wouldn't say my dad's not that way, but he's notorious for hearing an idea, idea from you. Then he's, he'll be basically say no to it then. And then a year later, he comes back with an eerily similar idea to what you said a year ago. <laughs> like I yeah. have this idea. He's, he, he's not always that way, but he's uh, notorious for doing that. But I've always uh, and I have to think about where I got it from, but I've always felt that I don't need to be the smartest person in the room. Um, you know, so there, there, there's no need for me to influence my or uh, put put my put my knowledge on anyone of like this. You know, this is these are my thoughts, and you need to respect my thoughts because I've been doing this for so and so time. So when mm-hmm. I have a question on ads that I probably should know because I've been doing ads for a while, I'm not afraid to say, Ellie, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, can you look at this and please show me what I'm not doing right? Uh, I, I I don't have I don't have a superiority complex. At least I try not to. Like I, you know, I'm happy to take input from other people, and I don't always agree with it, but I'm always happy to hear it from someone.
1: It's true. Can confirm.
2: Agree.
0: <laughs> agree. Agree. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about just how you got started. Um, and you were building websites for a while before you then started offering all of these other services and ultimately hiring staff. So how long was it just you working on these websites before you decided it was time to start hiring?
2: About six years. Um, I had uh, between 60 and 70 clients at the time. Um, and managing 60, 70 websites seems daunting, but it's really not. I, I, I build websites now how I built websites then. I use a lot of the same tools. Uh, that way, I can be consistent with keeping things updated. And if one thing crashes, I know well. I know sixty things are also going to crash, so I can preemptively fix the other. Um, so it was it wasn't too bad, but I, I got into a couple of problems where, um, as a manufacturing client that we still have, we were rebuilding their website and I couldn't get content from them. And so he's like, okay, well I'll put my plant managers on this set of content, and his plant managers are plant managers are plant managers at a manufacturing plant. They're not. They didn't go to school for content creation or did they have the time have for content time. creation so they didn't do it yeah they have, they have they're building widgets and whatnot so uh one of their one of the project or one of the um, plant manager's wives was a project manager at a previous job so she stepped in created the content we got the website done and that was kind of a green light to me of because uh the the client who i've known for many many years Um, he told, he told me actually, you know, going back to your point, I love me listening to, listening to people. He said, you need to have one of these people at your, at your business. And I was like, well, I don't want a payroll. That's not what I, that's not what I signed up to do. I didn't sign up to send money out the door every two weeks. to a bunch of schlubs, which I don't, I love you all very (laughs) much. Um, but, uh, it was about that same time that I was working with a, a CPA firm here in, in Columbus. And I met Rachel. Rachel was their kind of marketing person. Uh, she was part-time there. And she, she uh, we did one website for their uh, their major company, and then we were working on a, a website for a smaller product that they have or a service that they have. And throughout both of those processes, Rachel was always asking questions. Instead of saying, hey, do this, or hey, can you do this? It was like, hey, can you show me how to do this? I was like, oh, man, and i was always liked her vibe. She was sending me, as she does now, sending me jokes and puns and emails that had nothing to do with what we were working on. She was just, you know, as you guys know, she's just a lovely person. So um, I I thought about it for a couple of months and kind of drug my heels on uh, asking her out, you know, meek, <laughs> meekle, introvert John. So I said, hey, let's have lunch. Uh, so we met near her place and uh, I said, hey, I don't even have an idea what an employee looks like for me, but I want you to come help me out with, you know, part-time marketing. because I know you're part-time there. Maybe you can part-time here. And I missed her by two weeks. She had just started full-time at that place. But uh, her husband was getting ready to get reassigned to a different location. And she said, if you don't mind me being remote, I'd be happy to work for you part or full-time. And I said, I I work out of my house then, and I work out of my house now. So my wife wouldn't allow you to come over and work in my kitchen. Uh, So, yeah, you can work remote. So that was employee number one.
1: Nice. She's still here, too. That's fun. She is.
2: 2016. Yeah.
1: So exciting. Long I do this, love Rachel. Employee. I mean, technically
2: not. Well, second. Uh, well, no, we actually uh, before I had her I wasn't an employee. I was just a oh. LLC owner. So yeah. I didn't get a paycheck until she got a paycheck, which is weird. <laughs> Cuz now I now I send money from this account so I can get it over on this account. It's very weird. <laughs>
0: I think just looking at the way that Shout It Out Design has grown over the years, I really love the structure that you've kind of built. So you know, you had a need, so you brought Rachel on, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of how it's gone over the years too. Is with you know, you've noticed clients maybe are now needing um, a different service that you can definitely provide. So when you started getting more into advertising, and you were like, "Oh, I know a girl that can do that," so you reached out to me, and that's how. That's how the team has kind of grown. It's very sustainable, and I really appreciate that. Um, that's been really wonderful. So um, and ultimately we're able to, like you were saying, provide our clients with even more um, just support. So we're not just, oh, here's your website, you know, email us when there's changes, but we also have all of these other products now that can go into working with your website to make your digital presence really great.
2: Yeah, some some of the things that we've added have been offensive, uh, meaning uh, I'd outsource it to another company. I, I outsource stuff over the years to other companies, so it's more offensive. Of well, they're not doing a good job, so I need to find a way to do a better job. Some of them are defensive, like the social media counters. I'll put definitely in that in that basket of. It wasn't, so, it's, and it's not something that we make a great deal of money on. Uh, we've we've looked at the profitability analysis of those, and that they're not necessarily profitable. We don't lose money on them. But what I don't want is a client finding success somewhere else and them talking them into, hey, well, you should just bring all your stuff over here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes more sense that we kind of collaborate on all the things together in house and work with them on it. Um, the one thing that we still Um, outsource almost exclusively is graphic design but most of our clients either have their existing branding and so they don't need it or we've got some people that we do trust that um, they they don't do other things so I'm not really worried about sending them off and then never talking to them again because I've had that happen in the past like I refer to client out for a service and then all of a sudden they're like oh well they talked me into all the other things so we're going to fire you cool I'm glad I made that referral for you
0: I think that that's Honestly, really good advice for anybody who is managing a small business, just being aware of what you can and should be providing and what's going to benefit your customers from you actually providing and what can be outsourced Um, and and knowing that breakdown, because as a small business, you're not going to be able to do everything. Just like John just said, like, I mean, we we can't do everything. We don't have a team of 100 people. You know, we're a small team. Um, And we don't have a graphic designer on staff, but like you said, you know, you evaluated that and that's something that we can easily outsource. We have relationships with multiple different graphic designers that aren't necessarily an employee of shouted out design. And we're comfortable knowing that our clients are going to be taken care of if we go to them and they're not going to leave us because they're offering something that, you know, we also are doing so.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things um, that I've noticed, too, is how much all of the different digital marketing arms are intertwined. Um, So, like, we've worked with clients before that, um, like, for a hot second, we took over a few clients' websites that we didn't build. um, And then they were also looking for, you know, other services, whether it's, like, email marketing or social media marketing or e-commerce. And if you don't have all the pieces to the puzzle or if the pieces – live with other people it can make updating that or keeping your presence up to date like very difficult so i think a good example is you know if we manage your website but you use a different platform for your e-commerce um then you know say you have somebody new come in and they email us and they're like hey can you update this product and it's like well actually like their e-commerce product platform is over here Um, or if you want to get an ad rolling and you need a landing page, um, and you're working with us for ads, but you know, we're not doing your website, then you got to reach out to another person for your landing page and you got to make sure that they set it up correctly and you got to make sure that they, you know, place the code correctly. And so, um, I think that the services that we do offer, um, provide a really full picture of digital marketing for our clients, um, while the things that we outsource aren't necessarily going to hold us up from the things that need to be done immediately, so like graphic mm-hmm. design and photography. Um, print marketing is also something that we have uh, contacts for as well and is something that's not necessarily as time-sensitive as you know updating a price or um, updating who your, who your employees are on your site. Um, but it's really nice when you can have, you can just reach out to one person and have them update it in all the different places at one time. Less emails for you.
2: Oh, yes. (laughs) I I felt like when I when I just did website design, so basically pre-Rachel, I felt like I was going to be the outsource partner for a lot of other companies. And I do have that relationship with a couple of different agencies that they they don't have a website person in house. So they're, you know, we are their person Um, and they do a lot of the same things that we do. We don't step on their toes. They don't really step on our toes. It's, It's a good relationship. But as we started adding more services, it made more sense to continue to add more services. So when we started doing content for websites, it made sense to do content for blogs. And once we started doing blogs, we're like, well, we're not getting any you know, visits on these blogs. I guess it makes sense to do some social media calendars along with it. And then uh, local SEO slash online reputation management that we do and then ads. And so it kind of just continued to build. I could have used BeGat there. I didn't, just telling you. Uh, I want to c- just
0: let me interject i have never heard somebody actually use that word before so wow,
2: well, this I, is I a mean, first, I, and
0: now you're trying to use it with every sentence but I go on it, i do
2: <laughs> i i live in a house of words this is what we do we come up with we That's come up true. with big words and we use them often i couldn't i couldn't tell you the origin for forget but anyway um but that that was the idea is that once we started adding more services like you were just saying ellen it, it, it makes more sense for us to be the a point of contact for all of those services mm-hmm. from a other small businesses perspective. Cause I know um, at Young's we're, you know, we're dealing with nine different food suppliers and if one can't get it, we can probably reach out to another. And there were, you know, some, you know, especially with the supply chain things that are going on right now, you know, we got to go even deeper and find them on websites. It, it, it would be so much easier if we could just go through a company and find all the goods But sometimes it doesn't happen like that, but that's where stress stress happens. Is that if uh our one guy who's who's basically the main orderer for all all the all the food and stuff he's not there for a week, let's say he's on vacation and we can't get lettuce well, I don't know who are the who are your eight backup guys that we can call for lettuce uh so it makes sense to have a team of us that you know you call us and we can solve all your digital problems all in one else mm-hmm.
1: and what I love about the size of Shattered out design too is that like Nothing is so set in stone. So, like, I've been doing um, some research on, you know, what other digital marketing agencies our age, our size are doing around the United States, just because, like, you know, like we said at the beginning of this call, um, and John has kind of taken this part of his personality and... Um, It's also a part of Shout Out Design is that we're always, you know, looking for advice. We're always looking for new ways of doing things. Um, And, you know, there are kind of two schools of thought. There are the very set like packages of services. And then there are a la carte services. Um, And I think what's great about Shout Out Design is that you can kind of have the best of both worlds depending on what works best for you. If you're looking for just a little bit of extra help when it comes to content creation or if you need, um, John calls them magic marketing hours if you just need some marketing consultation somebody to bounce ideas off of you know we're there for you or if you need somebody to kind of do it all for you to do the website and the digital ads and the social media and the email marketing we can do all of that for you as well Um, but because of our size and because of the way that we've grown we have the ability to kind of just have our clients pick and choose whatever's going to be best for them and it's still sustainable for us. Um, So that's what I really like as well. It's not like a one size fits all. And that might change like years down the road. But, you know, for the last 10, 11 years, it's worked pretty well. So,
0: Well, I think it's a huge benefit to our clients also operating that way because it's not we're not just robotic like we are going to tailor our services to exactly what they need and even down to tailor how we meet with them. Some of our clients don't like to have face-to-face meetings or, you know, over online. They would prefer just let's stick with email only because I'm so busy and and they that's how they work or they want multiple meetings in a month maybe. Maybe they want to touch base every other week just to throw some ideas out there like Ellen said with our magical marketing hours. Um but really we we have the ability to tailor these services to exactly what our clients need and I think I know that that's not necessarily sustainable for everybody in the industry maybe, but I think that that's one of the really cool things about Shout It Out Design is how we're able to get to know our clients and provide and communicate with them exactly
1: how they need us to.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another yeah, thought I mean, on our that. clients... Oh, go ahead, Ellen.
1: Another. <laughs> this happened the last time we recorded this episode as we were supposed to be yeah. interviewing John and then Ellie and I just talked the whole time. <laughs> um, yes, fine. but the I'm other thought... The other thought on the thoughtful growth over time is that because we are able to tailor our services so specifically to our clients, that doesn't mean that we're, like, arbitrarily making up the value of our services every time. And I think that that's really important because there are um, some companies in our industry that, you know, just depending on the client or what's going on, their their services fluctuate in um, their prices pretty consistently. Um, But ours stay Consistent, You know, if you reach out to us today for however much a social media calendar is going to be, it's going to be the same tomorrow um, unless we, you know, specifically raise rates for new clients. Um, We don't raise rates on on current clients. But all that to say, what I like is we're never going to sit down to a client and say, you need everything right now in this proposal. You need to do everything. Um, The approach that we actually prefer is starting with one to two services, seeing how the relationship goes seeing how we can serve you best and optimize that process and then we'll grow into other areas that it makes sense for you Um, so we're never gonna be that person that like rushes you into a whole bunch of things at once because I don't think it's sustainable to go from zero to a hundred but as we get to know each other as you know we really streamline our way of working together then we can grow in our relationship over time Um, What we normally find is we start with building somebody's website and then, you know, they have these other needs. But, you know, we've also started with a social media calendar or with an ads campaign, Um, just kind of whatever is your biggest need at the time. And then we're available to you as other needs arise.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Ellen's been really no fun when it comes to proposing projects to clients because, you know, we'll say here are eight things that we'd we'd like to do, but we're only going to propose two of them because that's more sustainable and responsible. And. Time committal, <laughs> I, like I, I? You know, yeah, I know. I just want to get, I just want to get the biggest, biggest client possible every single time. But you're no, you're no fun, even though it's probably the right way to go. It's true.
0: That's why you hired me. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. Ellen's here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John, so as since you've been growing this business, I'm curious: have you? Has there ever been a mistake that you feel that you've made that if you could go back. You wouldn't have done it that way. So as you've been kind of growing this business with Shadowed Out Design and you know getting new clients and the way that you've operated, is there anything that you've learned that maybe you know you no longer do things that way?
2: I'm sure I said something poignant the first time we recorded this, but I, I, the only thing I can really think of is that there there have been opportunities that I shouldn't have taken throughout. Um, I mean, I've dealt with. Over two hundred companies, I bet in the twelve years of of doing this. There's probably less than ten. I would say were I should have said no to type type projects. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe closer to a dozen, I suppose. Um it's it's kind of that uh you know, that kind of weird feeling you get in your gut. You're like, this seems exciting and cool, but I don't really think our visions align on how this is gonna play out. But you're you, you got one of these these checkbooks and you're just waving it in front of me. I'm like, I can make it work for that. And then it either doesn't work out immediately or it doesn't work out after a while. And it's painful for both of us. Um, So I think it's hard to do that as a, as a small business owner when you're part of your household income too. And the business is part of that household income to say no to money when it's there. Um, But it's not sustainable model to continue to say yes to projects that you either can't do well, or won't enjoy doing, or don't really uh, vibe uh, with your uh, with your overall kind of mission statement of what the business is about. So yeah. it, it's it's less painful over time just to say no when it makes sense to say no. Which which I love that we're in that place completely now, where mm-hmm. if something comes along and it doesn't feel good, or we don't have the time for it, which is you know more, more recent, you know we can say no, or we can say not right now. Uh, we don't have to say yes to clients that we don't want to work with, whether our visions don't align or it's not a company that we you know kind of works with our timeline or moral standing or anything like that you know we can just mm-hmm. not necessarily do what we want but we have choices
1: yeah and i think that's so important in our industry because of what you said earlier john that so much of what we do is built on relationships you know i've I've had managers before um in different marketing roles where they they came from a previous job or previous industry that was not heavily relationship-based. And so they took that, well, there's a check in front of us, so we're going to do the work kind of thing Mm. approach. Um, But, you know, when you're in a business that is so relationship-based, whether it's, you know, digital marketing or, um, you know, I think law is another good example, or like your primary care physician or um, like your accountant, like there are these people that like – You really need to be able to vibe with in order for it to work well um, for either you as an individual or for your organization as a whole. And digital marketing is one of those things. And we're not the company for everyone, we're not the business for everyone. And we know that, and that's okay. Um, And we've actually helped some uh, prospective clients find who would be ideal for them instead of us, um, because ultimately our goal is to see you succeed. Um, And sometimes that means that it's not us, and that's okay. Um, But I think knowing that as a business, this is kind of more advice for small businesses, not really for our clients. But knowing that as a business and staying true to it um, is going to be really beneficial in the long run because you're going to keep more of your clients and you're going to keep more of your staff.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: When I I did my first networking event, uh, I was part of the Gahanna chamber when I lived over there. I was Gahanna and New Albany. I was in both of those chambers just because they were both five minutes from my house. I was at a networking event where I set up a table and a, you know, one of those booth stands. And I was like, this is, this is the moment. I'm going to break loose and right across the aisle from me was another website guy. I was like, of all the places that we could be set up in this one space, like I'm right across from the the one guy that's my competition. And we were both talking to people the whole night. And then at some point I walk over and like, Oh, Hey, nice to meet you. I'm the competition. he's like, dude, we're not, he, I mean, he was very cool about it. He's like, we're not competitors. Like, there's so many small businesses to help. You got to pick what you know, what small businesses go with what you want to do, the type of small businesses that you want to work with. Now he was a more niche-based company than we are. We don't really have a niche per se, other than small businesses and nonprofits. Um, but that's huge gamut of people. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone starting a small business will get told you know you need to pick a very small niche and be a big fish in a small pond as opposed to the other way around. But that's not. I, I've never really subscribed to that. But it was just funny hearing that, and then. I was at an event uh, last week, uh, the week before, and I met another website guy in Springfield. And I was talking to someone else and she was like, what does your company do? And I was like, well, website design, digital marketing. And this guy's like, oh, really? And I said, oh, did did you need some help? I said, I don't have any cards with me. I wasn't, I, wasn't, I, w- I wasn't there in the shouted out capacity, so I didn't bring my cards with me. He's like, no, I'm your competition. And I was like... Hey, I was going to give him the speech that that guy gave me, but I was like, "You're not my competition." But very cute, very cute of you to say so. Um, <laughs> like Hair we've feet. got Springfield on, we have Springfield on lockdown, so don't, don't right? You, yeah, don't, don't you try that is our city. But yeah, I'm uh, out it,
0: roaming the streets of Springfield for us, so I'm right. finding those clients.
2: <laughs> a girl, but it's it's. I mean, it's really it's really there's so many small businesses to help um, it, you. it's really a, it's a, it's a buyer's market on their side. You know, they get to pick who they want to work with too. Uh, but Mm -hmm. you know, we also, we just have that other, that next step up of like, you know, we're busy. Like, man, we don't, if, if, if you, you don't, uh, want to work with us, that's cool. Like, I'd like to work with the people that I would like to work with and when they choose someone else, I, my feelings get hurt a little bit, but it's, it is what it is. Like they they can choose and we can choose. It's a good place. But
1: what I talked a a lot, the clients, Oh, Go ahead. What I found is that the clients that get that end up being like our best clients too, 100%. because you know, like they. Unfortunately, since we're an agency, we have more than one client, which means that we're not going to be available to you twenty four seven. But when you do have us, you have our full attention, um, and we're able to really, you know create magic with your digital marketing. I sound like Walt Disney, um, but it's true. Um, so the it clients that get that, like the relationship ends up being so much stronger because they don't expect somebody to just snap their fingers and make everything work. They want to have a partnership. They want to have a relationship um, mm-hmm. and it makes our job so much more fun because of it.
2: Yeah. And, it and not there's not one, uh, there, there are a couple of clients that are uh, more important in time, timing wise of getting things done than others, but it's really like mm-hmm. three three ish clients out of 115 or so. Um, so if any one of those three clients were to, to call us today and say, hey, I'm done, I'm going somewhere else for whatever reason, like we wouldn't have to sh- shut her up shop. Like no one's getting fired. I guess if one of those clients was, if we're thinking number one, the one that dips ice cream sometimes like that would be a problem, but that would, that would be more of a, <laughs> it'd be more of a moral conundrum than anything else. But you know, it's, that's, that's also a small business one-on-one is, is don't, don't have one client be over 60% of your business because then mm-hmm. you're you're asking for trouble. Uh, I was giving a tour with Dan last night at the farm and he was telling the story about where we used to get our uh, ice cream from before we started making it. And one of their clients, the ice cream maker, I forget who it was, uh, 60% of their business or maybe even 70% of their business was a local grocery store chain in Springfield and Dayton area. When they went out of business, six months later, the ice cream place went out of business because they didn't have any other institutional clients, so they, they couldn't stay open. So mm. that's something I uh, I wouldn't say necessarily learned, but I'm glad that I was able to work around it because uh, early on I did have a couple of clients where well, I had that client that was way over 50% of all my other business. But now we've built a large book of clients beyond that, so it's not as worrisome.
0: Mm-hmm. So, John, who who do you think – or how would you describe our ideal client? So what has your vision been over time of who Shouted Out Design's ideal client is? Who do we like to work with?
2: I like the people that understand enough about what we do, uh, but just don't have the time to execute it. Because I think mm-hmm. those are the people that find us the most valuable. Uh, we've got clients on both sides of that. We've got clients that don't understand it at all. Uh, and I enjoy working with them as well, because they're just like... I. I don't know what kind of magic you guys do, but it works. So great. Keep doing it. Uh, And then we've got uh, clients on the other side where they understand much of what we do. And occasionally we'll step in to say, I would rather you do it this way than this way, even though that's not our suggestion. But, you know, client is sometimes right. So uh, we'll we'll go with that. Um, So I think it's kind of that that middle that middle ground of they, they know they know that these things are important. Uh, they just mm-hmm. don't have the time to execute them. Uh, like most small business owners, like I, I don't have the time to write blogs. I, I guess I've written a couple here recently, but for the most part, I don't, I don't have time to do our content marketing. I don't have time to pay attention to our Facebook page. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, what you, it's what you guys do for us and for other clients. So uh, I, I know small business owners time is super limited, but I also know that there's a set amount of things that you have to do in 2022 to remain relevant digitally. And so- mm-hmm they have to get done. So either I got to do it and I got to find time for it or I got to pay someone else to do it.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. I love being, I I love being able to be that extension to the team of a small business. So that's, I feel like that's kind of how I look at who we are is, you know, you're a small team, you're a small business and you don't have the, we talked about it on a previous podcast, but you might not have the resources or the ability to either do something yourself or hire somebody to do it for you. So you don't have the money to hire a full-time staff. So that's where we come in. And we come in as an extension of your team. We learn about your business, your industry, and we work with you to you know, create that digital presence for you and enhance it and keep it going. And I think um, that's what's. I, I think that that's really wonderful that we're able to do that for our clients. Um, so yeah, just to kind of sum up what you said, we, we primarily focus our time on those small, like small businesses and nonprofits and those that are very passionate about what they do. And in turn, we are able to be passionate about what we do, because we're helping these small businesses and nonprofits. And I think that that's really exciting.
2: Yeah. I, I, nonprofits is the other one that I, I think I also didn't mention last time. But yeah, I, I enjoy a lot of nonprofit clients because they're very passionate about the people that they help. And like you said, mm-hmm. that makes us uh, be empowered to be passionate about what they do as well. And we try to get involved with them, not just on a doing their website or doing their social media or doing their ads platform. Like you and I are going to be in a golf outing with one of our one of our nonprofit clients this summer Ellie mm-hmm. and uh, we we're we both well we uh, we both ran the uh, the color run as well. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know we 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 don't we try to get involved with our clients as much as we can, especially the ones that we actually do like. So you know it, that's and and the small business owners that are passionate about what they do uh, that provide a service or a, a product for their communities. Like that's, I mean, I come from a small business owner entrepreneur family, and so do you, Ellen. So it does it does make you feel. Good that others are doing good in their community with the what with whatever their business model is. So like yeah. I can't think of anyone in our client list currently that I am not a fan of what they do. Some mm-hmm. some of the services aren't for me, but I'm a fan of all of our clients and what they do.
1: Right. In addition to that, just to expand a little bit on what you said, John, I think also a key element of what makes like. A good client for Shout It Out Design is somebody who doesn't just want a yes person. And we've talked about this on um, previous podcasts. But, you know, what I found is people don't hire us specifically like the account managers just to say like, okay, sounds good, whatever you want to do. Like I had a client meeting this morning that um, she wanted me to add a form to a page, but the form was going to call out to a completely different audience than what the content on the page was going to talk about. Um, And I was like, you know what? I will do this if this is what you want me to do. Um, However, I don't recommend it. And this is why, you know, when you look at the rest of content on this page, it's talking to a completely different audience. If you put this form on here without any context, it can be very confusing. Um, And then the audience that you want to fill out the form isn't even going to be going to this page because it's not relevant to them. Um, And she it took her a second to be like, Oh, man, I didn't even think that through. And now she's able to take the time to process, go back to her team, figure out what they really want to do. And you know, they may come back to come back to me and say, No, we want you to place the form there. And you know, we will do it because ultimately, it's their website kind of going back to what we talked about, I think on like the second or third um, podcast about, you know, setting your ego aside and um, doing what your client asks. But I at least know that I did share my expertise, I shared my recommendation. Um, and then ultimately the client can do with that what they will. Um, yeah. So there's that as well. Agree. <laughs> Agree. Agree.
0: <laughs> I think we're talking about our clients and I think that that has to be probably my favorite part of, of shouted out design and working here is the clients that I get to work with. So I get to work with some really great people. And like John said, you know, we're going to be in a golf outing. We got to do the fun color run. Um, And those are all people that I get to work with every day. And I, you know, I came from the nonprofit world. So I have that passion to do something that matters um, and not just, you know, make money and put money in people's pockets. Like I want to know that what I'm doing matters and is going to make some kind of a difference. Uh, And that's why I was originally in the, the nonprofit world. Um, so coming over to shout it, shout it, out design. I really appreciate the fact that I'm still able to help the communities and help these small businesses thrive because what they're doing is helping the community and I can feel good about what they're doing. Um, so that's, that's probably hands down. My favorite thing about shout it out design is just the wonderful people that we get to work with and help. Um, but I'm curious, Ellen, you know, we've been talking about shout it out design. So what is your favorite part about it?
1: Um, I would say sort of along that same vein, um, like Ellie, you made me think of just as a little bit of a sign tangent. I noticed that a client of ours client is currently trending on TikTok. Um, which is really, really cool. Um, So I think it's really cool to see these small businesses and then the people or the businesses that they serve succeed. Um, So Mm -hmm. remembering that like the people that we're working for are human beings that have livelihoods, that have dreams, that have goals, have aspirations, and we get to help those come to fruition. Um, Even the businesses that aren't necessarily as like, quote, fun in their industry or their business like you know something that's just like not uh they don't have color runs or something like that um but knowing that the work that we're doing is helping to keep that business moving forward and it means that you know so and so can send their kid to soccer this fall um because you know they have uh stable income with a great business that they work with so it's keeping those things in mind as well is that you know we're not all just on this like never-ending like cycle of um of just like getting a paycheck but like what we do actually impacts the human beings that we're working with um mm-hmm. and we keep in mind that our team members are human beings as well um you mm-hmm. know I've worked for a few different companies over the years where as very much just, just a number um they didn't really want to hear my opinion they didn't really want to hear um my thoughts on how we could improve the company or improve the services that we provide. And at Shout It Out Design, um, I have a voice that matters, um, not just internally, but with my clients as well. Like I appreciate that I can completely, fully be myself at work. I don't have to put on like a a corporate face or anything like that. I am just wholly and completely me. It's the same me that you get today that you get on a Saturday afternoon. Um, I think that there's a lot of value in that um, because I talk to a lot of people that they feel like they have to be a different kind of corporate person at their job Mm -hmm. and that's just really draining and not fun especially for where you spend like a large chunk of your hours throughout your week Um, I want to be able to be myself yeah I want to be able to be myself when I'm logged on Um, so I really appreciate that as well I second that
0: agree and you know I just want to throw that th- throw this in there in case John was getting any ideas. Like I also I do enjoy getting paid, so I am a fan of getting paid. So
1: <laughs> yes, I do um, also. I enjoy appreciate the paycheck. I, <laughs> I like. There you go. Yeah. Also, fun fact, I almost like forgot to plug this. If you have followed along this this far in this podcast and you are a content creator that is looking for a part-time job, we are currently hiring for part-time blogging and social media and email content creation for our clients. And we would love to speak to you. Um, so you can find the job description and the application through our website at shoutoutdesign.com. Um, and if you mention this podcast, you'll get an extra pretend point in your interview.
2: <laughs> yeah. 10, 10% off your registration fee.
1: Yeah. I,
0: w- yeah, I was literally like excited once you started saying that. I was like, "Ooh, what are they going to get? Get
2: a Ellie sticker. quits real quick. Great job. <laughs> yeah, <over> <laughs> let me
0: reapply. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ellen, you have such a nice commercial voice. I enjoy it.
2: I, you Thank know, you. The, the same things that you guys like about working here, the same things why I like you guys working here and same for Rachel, same for Sheba, is that you guys feel comfortable to come up with ideas and share them. I think it was one of the first meetings that we did with the two of you. And we we're you know, chatting on the side like we're constantly doing with, you know, when we're having a client call. And you guys just were throwing out amazing ideas that I hadn't even come to me yet. And I'm, I'm just like, you guys are awesome i just so proud of you guys. Not to, not to say that I, I would have hired you without thinking that you were awesome ahead of time, but you guys are continually impressing me with your knowledge and your foresight and your continual uh, customer service thing that I've tried to put together. I appreciate it. I appreciate you.
1: Oh, it's always nice to feel appreciated in your job. Yes. My last, my last thing that I like about shadow design, I do like other things, but the last thing I want to mention on this podcast is going back to John There is a fine line in small business owners of those that learn to trust their employees and learn to approach their business with their hands open um, and willing to kind of pass things along to the people that they hired. And then there are those that are still very much in the mindset of it's a one-person show. Um, And I don't know what it is that creates that flip. I've worked for both. but the one that's sustainable is the one that is willing to open their hands and say, I'm going to trust the people that I hired. Um, and so I really appreciate that as well, is that I know that you trust me with your baby and like, but I don't take lightly the fact that this is something that you've created and you've put a lot of effort and work into. And the amount of stress, um, that you feel as a small business owner is nothing compared to being an employee of a small business. Um, But the fact that you trust your team to do what you hired them to do makes all the difference to me.
2: Yeah. And you guys have taken ownership in that. Like, I feel it from all just having conversations with all of you. Like, you're you're not just checking in to get your job done and checking out. Like, you feel ownership in the clients that you work with. And you also feel ownership in just the job as a whole. Mm Because you know, as well as I know, if we all suck, our clients are going to leave and then you guys are back out to the world where you know bosses don't care about you apparently is what, mm-hmm. what you guys told me that's true. so like <laughs> I, I i want this to, to continue to exist for me and i want this to continue to exist for our clients and i want this to continue to exist for you guys because uh, yeah. you know i started it but we've kind of all continued to build it and that's it's cool for everyone
0: mm-hmm. oh <laughs> and we're getting emotional. It's oh. emotional <laughs> <laughs> okay okay <laughs> I love that you just had a tissue right there too.
2: Well, we we have allergy issues in the south, so I always have a, tissues right here. Tissues so. everywhere. Yeah, scattered around the house. Yeah, yeah Amazon, Amazon's dropping off two crates of tissues this afternoon. Very exciting day.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um, all right. Well, any last <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> any well, last thoughts on on just the the growth of Shouted Out Design or what we do for our clients before we we move on?
2: I think we said it all. John's amazing and loved by all. Oh, my all. gosh. So I think Cut. <laughs> all,
0: right. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's, let's do this again. Are we ready for our favorite segment? What yes. grinds John's gears?
2: So I'm going to keep the same angle that I kept when we recorded this incorrectly the last time. Okay. What, what, I, what I wish that I didn't do for five years, and I know small business owners do it, and I still do it now, is trying to do all the things all the time it's, it's not sustainable as, uh, as Ellen would say, uh, it's not, not PCP. It's uh, you can't, P- no PCS, PCP, PCP is a drug. <laughs> it's also not PCP. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you didn't spill out your water. Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not meth. It's not PCP. It's not PCS. It's not sustainable to try to do all the things all the time, <laughs> all by yourself. Um, what what is the saying um you know uh, master of master of none what's the first part of that jack of all trades but master of none something like that
1: i think that's right yeah
2: it's, something Sounds like good that. like yeah. you you can't be good at you can't be good and reliable at all the things all the time um mm-hmm. which is re- really why i continue to add staff uh because i I say, oh, I can write a blog for you. or I can write the content for your website, but I can't do that and do your website at the same time. And I certainly can't do it when I've got, uh, looking at my board real quick, 15 projects going on. Like I can't build all these websites and build the content for them and also uh, do your social media calendars. But even like not digital marketing aside, like all the small business stuff, like it's not sustainable to do by yourself. And while I don't like sending money to my cousin who does my taxes, and I know that I probably could do my taxes on my own. Uh, I'm okay with paying it because I know the hours that he put in are more smarter hours than I would have put in. And if something happens, I can call him as an expert and say, uh, we did this wrong. You did this wrong. We did this wrong. So we need to relook at it. Matter of fact, I got a letter from the great state of Virginia because I did something incorrectly. And so I had someone to bounce bounce an idea off of like, is this a me-oopsie or a you-oopsie? Turns out it was a me-oopsie. But it's all uh, resolved. But I'm I'm glad that I had a professional to go back to. So
1: it wasn't a small me, business Oopsy, owners. Right?
2: Whether you're no 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 no. This is 100 percent of John Oopsie. No, I know.
0: Also, Ellen's like, am I getting paid this year? Because I was like, what went wrong with my taxes? <laughs> it's fine. As, yeah. as our Virginia employee,
2: it's very weird we have that I have now. to pay state taxes to somewhere I don't have a business in. Hmm. Like, I just have a employee that or employees that reside mm-hmm. there. It's weird. Anyway, that's that'll be a great to make gears for another certain, Taxes and how they how they stake any hoodles. but whether you're just starting out as a small business owner or whether you've been doing it for twenty years, don't feel like you need to do all the things. There, there's there is something in your list that you can hand off to someone else. That while you might not want to spend fifty or seventy five dollars an hour doing to pay, uh, you you just just do that and then it's off your list. And mm-hmm. seventy five dollars is is a small thing. To, if I had a Check check box of lists of stuff here. Here, I could just check them off and pay two hundred bucks. That would be great. I would do it in a heartbeat. But some of these things I can't hand off.
0: Yeah, well, like you just said, John, if the fact that when you handed off your taxes, that was—I mean, I don't even know how much time it would have taken you, but hours of time that you would have been doing that if you weren't doing that. You could have checked off some of like those 15 projects that you were just looking at. You could have gotten mm-hmm. those, which those are bringing in more income. So essentially, you're not really losing money on spending $75 to have somebody do your taxes because you're able to spend your time on what actually matters for your business. And I think that's really important um, for our clients to know too is just good advice for small businesses. That's why we're here. Uh, we want to take this off of your plate so that you can focus on what matters and that is running your business and building those relationships with your clients. So Mm -hmm. wonderful, wonderful. What grinds my
1: gears, John? Something I would add to that is um, if you're a small business owner that has somebody on your staff that's either full or part-time marketing for you and then maybe they do something else on the side, if they come to you and they say they need help with their marketing, um, believe them. I cannot tell you how many um discovery calls I have sat in where I have sat with the person that is, you know, in charge of their digital marketing or their marketing in general. And they say, this all sounds wonderful and it would be great and it would help me so much, but my boss is never going to go for it. Um, mm-hmm. And that is just, that's so... It's so disappointing, not only because, you know, you don't get the job, but also because you watch this person just kind of deflate in front of you when they clearly need help. But they're either too afraid to say no because or to ask because they already know that you're going to say no, um, or they feel like they can't ask at all because then, you know their job is going to be put into question. Um, but sometimes people just need help. They need support. They, um, they need somebody else to bounce ideas off of and Mm -hmm. your employees should be able to come to you and ask you for help. Um, so there's that as well It's a little harsh, but it's true. So
0: there, well, I can, I can attest to that. I was in that position. I, I was, I was the client at one point in my life and, I was the only person doing marketing, but I also had my hands in a million other things because, you know, it was it was a nonprofit. So I was doing a lot of things and I would have just given anything to have this team, a team of people that were helping me with social media, blogs for our website, all of these ideas that we had, but ultimately... I unfortunately wasn't allowed to spend money on. Um, I tried, Ellie. So
2: Before you were my Ellie, I tried. I tried to get you. So Ellie, did I. Get some help, but I know. Yep. <laughs> I know you did. Listen.
0: <sighs> listen, so did it I, though.
1: I was out. trying to get myself some help.
2: <laughs> but it worked out. It worked out in the end. But
1: if you're it not did. sure you know, this is just a plug for a previous uh, episode. If you're not sure what kind of support you need with your marketing, we have a whole episode where we talk about, you know, the different options that you have. You can do it yourself. Mm -hmm. You can hire somebody in-house. You can hire a digital um, agency or you can do kind of a mix of them, um, which we find a lot of our small businesses, they do sort of a a little bit of a mix. um, But Yeah, that that was a really helpful
0: episode episode because it'll kind of give you some pros and cons because you might you might be a business that's fully capable of doing any of those options. Um, You Mm -hmm. have the money to hire, you have the money to uh, go with an agency or whatever it might be. But we kind of talk through the pros and cons of each one. So that is a really helpful resource if you want to go check that out
1: and i've watched clients um switch over the years depending on what their needs are like i think a good example is i had a client that came to me at first and she was doing everything herself she hired me to do a few things and then she realized that she needed more business administration help um she was so she was able to actually hire somebody to be um like her admin but then that admin person was also able to help her with her marketing and help me with the marketing so now we're like this stellar team of three um but it's kind of changed and morphed over the years depending on what her needs were for you know who she wanted to reach and how she wanted to grow as a business so just because it's one Mm -hmm. way right now doesn't mean it always has to stay that way i think you know that's true in all parts of life but especially in marketing um that it's going to change and grow over time as you and your business change and grow so keep that in mind too
0: yeah yeah agree 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 Need. Neat.
2: Well, alrighty then.
0: Alright. Well, that was the shouted-out sign story and all of our advice that you can choose to take
1: or not. Uh, John, yeah, whenever you said it. "begat," it made me think of "bespoke." Who does that make mm. you think of?
2: Uh, um. Hmm. I know it should ring a bell. It's,
1: it's okay if you blocked it out it, at this point.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you yes. after. Yes. There we go. I know. I know. Yeah. No. We'll no. fill you in
0: later,
1: Ellie. Ah.
2: I was going
0: to say, I need to know. There there are two things now that I have that I need to ask about when we stop recording. So,
1: All I can think of is that episode of The Office, Michael Scott. I love inside jokes. I'd love to be a part of one one day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, we will, we will yeah, so include you I in our right inside now. jokes. Thank
0: you. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks for listening to Ope, Here's a Little Marketing for you: a podcast written and produced by Shout It Out Design. Our theme song is Kill the Sun by the Cincinnati-based band Motherfolk. Tune in weekly for new episodes.